Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. So I'm going to preach today about a peace that is only given by God. But before I get into that, I just want to encourage you. See, we are almost to the brink of the end of 2021. Can I get an amen? It's good news. Because I believe that 2022, we are going to see some great things. And you say, well, how can you say that? Well, I say it by faith, according to his word. I don't say it according to the situations that we've gone through. Come on, we've gone through some things for the past 18 months. I don't say it according to even how I feel. I say it according to his word. Do you know that God has put you in this time for a specific purpose and reason. You are not here by accident. You are not in the wrong time zone. You are not in the wrong timeline. You weren't meant for the 40s or the 70s or the 90s. You are meant for right now. Can I get an amen? That's because God has put something in you for the world out there. It's because God has given you a joy that cannot be taken, a peace that cannot be taken. He's given you a spirit that cannot be quenched. What is inside of you, this new nature that the world cannot mess or taint with, I'm telling you, it is for today. It is for every man and every woman. It's for every teenager and child alike. You have been given the keys of the kingdom today. You are part of a kingdom which is called the kingdom of God, and it is advancing. It's not retreating. It is standing. It is not failing. You are standing today in this world, but not of this world. Can I get an amen? You are children of God, citizens of God. You are aliens to this world. You are a foreigner. And because of that, we have something within us that has to be given to this world. I believe that in 2022, we are going to see this church multiply. We are going to see this church grow. And it's only going to happen because of the saints or the men and women of the church applying themselves to the word of God, committing their life to God, and giving themselves up to spiritual development. We got to grow. You can only go as far as you're willing to grow. Let me say that again. You can only go as far as God has purposed and called you to go to as you are willing to grow in him. And I believe within this year, this next year, sorry, 2022, we are going to see that. See, God has put his spirit in you. He has given you a gift, and that is the gift of the Holy Ghost. And today, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, it says that it will not only build you up on your most holy faith, but also it will pray the perfect will of the Father. This is what you've been given. See, God has literally supplied every need that you have need of through his son, Jesus. A lot of people ask, why is Jesus not on the earth today anymore? Why did he have to leave? Well, he had to ascend into heaven so that the Holy Spirit, which is not a feeling, which is not a vibe, which is not this wind, fire, sound. No, he is a person. Come on. He is a person. And he is on the earth today. And he is with you and with me, empowering us, helping us, comforting us, leading us, guiding us. You've been given a gift. He has come on you, like in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he has given you power to what? Be a witness for his name, for his glory. So the whole purpose of your existence is to be a witness for God. 
But we can only do this when we know who we are in him. And this is what I want to get into today. It says in Isaiah 9, chapter, or chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. This is the Christmas season. Now, I know a lot of people say that Christmas is a pagan holiday, and it actually isn't the time when Jesus was born. Whatever the case may be, we still have taken a pagan holiday and glorify God in it. I'm okay with that. We bring glory to God into the birth of our Savior, Jesus, in this season. And we have to remember that. It's not about Santa Claus, which Santa's cool. It's not about gifts. It's not about Christmas trees. It's not about any of that. It is about, literally, Jesus is the reason for this season. As cliche as it sounds, it's the truth. He is. And the Bible says, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given. And the government, the government is his rule, his authority, his reign, his power, his dominion is upon his shoulder or his back as the translation says, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Why is this important to us? It's telling us who he is to us, but when we begin to understand who he is to us, then we understand who we are in him. If you are having an identity crisis, if you do not know who you are, that's because you do not know who he is. Because when you get to know who he is, then you're going to know who you are. You want to know your will for your life? You want to know God's purpose for your life? It's found in his word. It's not found from going to a psychiatrist. It's not found from reading 20,000 different books. It's found from going to his word, going to the secret place, and hiding yourself in him and coming out a new person, coming out a new man, a new woman, being transformed because you have renewed your mind unto God and to his word. Amen? You guys awake? Verse 7 says, of the increase of his government. So his government is increasing. It's abundance. That's another way of saying it. It's abounding. And of peace, there will be no end. So there's no end to this government, and there's no end to this peace. The government and its peace will never end, another translation says. The government and its peace will never end. There is peace from his government. If today you are experiencing chaos, fear, confusion, deceit, manipulation, lies, then what you are feeding on is the opposite of his government. Because when you are in Christ or in his government, peace will be produced. There is peace that comes from his government or there is peace that comes from God. See, we serve a good king. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 says, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Our God we serve and live for has granted unto us access through him by his son Jesus. It says that every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. Today, you have a greater name. You have a greater calling. You have a greater purpose. 
and it is found in the name of Jesus. Whatever name has been given to you, whether it be a disease, whether it be a, uh, something from a doctor, whatever the case may be, maybe it's been passed from generation to generation, you serve a greater name, and that is found only in Jesus. Can I get an amen? Our God we serve and live for has granted you access unto him. It says in Hebrews 4.16, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may obtain or we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You have access to the Father. No, I think a lot of times we forget about the Father when it comes to the Trinity. A lot of times we focus on Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but we have a Father. And without the Father, we wouldn't have the, either of those two. See, it's because of the Father that you've been given Jesus. You've been given the Holy Spirit. Today, you may feel or you may say that I'm fatherless. I, didn't, I wasn't raised by a father. Can I tell you that there's a father for you and his name is God? And he is the father to the fatherless. And today, you can come to the father just like naturally a child can go to a father, and that father, if they're a good father, if they're a loving father, will give them exactly what they need. Today, you've been given a gift. It says in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from him. That gift that you've been given today is peace. Now, listen, you've been given a lot of gifts, but we're going to focus on peace today, okay? Because I believe by the Spirit of God that there's a lot of people in here that are facing a storm. They are facing chaos, confusion, and I believe that today, as I minister the Word of God, I'm going to be a peacekeeper or a peacemaker, and I'm going to be an instrument of peace unto you today as I speak. I'm going to give you the word of God that only produces peace in your life. Nothing else can produce peace in your life. Facebook cannot produce peace in your life. The government cannot produce peace in your life. Conversations that cause offense and bitterness cannot cause peace in your life. No one but God can give you peace. Can I get an amen? The more you interact with me, the quicker I will be. <laughs> Gifts are free, but their development is costly. God gives free gifts, but the development of those gifts, it will cost you something. The gift of salvation was free, but how many know it costs something? Turn to him. Leave all that you have. Pick up your cross. Deny yourself. Lose your life. Lose your soul, as the Bible says, for him. That sounds like it's costly. And so when it comes to peace, it's going to cost something. It's going to cost you having to feed on a different influence. It's going to cause you to stop focusing and listening to the sounds of today, of culture, and what's going on in our world. Can I tell you today that you cannot get peace when you are constantly looking up things that are going on through the news media. You're just not going to find peace. They have one agenda, and that is to bring and feed fear to you and chaos. And we have seen that happen, if not so much, these past 18 months. 
And why is that? Because they are not of God. We are in a different kingdom as believers. We are part of the kingdom of God. We know that there is a kingdom of darkness. These two kingdoms oppose one another. One is dark, one is light. And what are we supposed to be? Salt and light. We represent a different kingdom. See, in light of Christmas, when gifts are left wrapped, they have no value to the one opening it until unwrapped. I have gifts under the tree right now for my son and for my wife. They have no clue what they are. They can guess. I think my son was trying to rip a part of the gift. I saw some wrapping paper kind of open, and Lainey recognized, like, is this, what are you doing over here? He's like, uh, I kind of try to open it to get a peek. But can I tell you that on Christmas Day, I know Brayden's going to be up at the dawn, and he's going to be ready to open gifts. He's not going to think about food. He's not going to think about anything else, but there's Christmas gifts under the tree, and I get to open them today. We've had a countdown till this time. But if he doesn't unwrap them, it means nothing, nothing to him. There's no value of those gifts to him. And it's the same way with the gifts that God has given us. Well, you can not have them. You can ignore them. You can not unwrap them, and they'll never benefit your life. But see, you've been given a gift of peace. And you got to remember this, that peace comes from the one who is peace. It says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, Now may the Lord of peace himself, look at that, the Lord of peace himself, meaning that he is not just giving peace, but he is peace. What does this mean? That means when I'm in his presence, not only do I get a fullness of joy, but I get a fullness of peace. It says that may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing in the Holy Ghost. We know that when we are in his presence or when we are with him, when we are in relationship or fellowship with God, there is peace because he is peace. It says himself give you peace at all times in every way, meaning that there is not going to be peace that comes the same way every time. It will come in every way. It may be in front of you. It may be behind you. It may be to the left of you. It may be to the right of you. It may be above you. It may be upon you. But God will give you peace in every way. And it says the Lord will be with you. So where does peace come from? It comes from him. He is the Lord of peace. The Bible says in Isaiah 9 that he is a prince of peace. The word prince means ruler, leader, chieftain, official, a captain. And the word peace means this, which is awesome, completeness, soundness, safety, prosperity, tranquility, contentment, friendship. So he is the leader of completeness. He is the chieftain of prosperity. He is the captain of contentment. He is the ruler of safety and soundness. This is who our God is. And so today, if you are lacking in peace, you only get it from one place, and that's him. You serve a God that gives peace in your life because he is peace. Peace is not a mental ascent. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is not an emotion. Peace is a knowing of God 
or a knowing of who God is in your life. And when you know who God is, then you know who you are. A lot of Christians have a problem with their identity in Christ because they are still trying to serve the things of this world. They are still trying to serve God by living according to this world or by the laws of this world. And I'm telling you, it won't work. You will continue to mess up and fail, and you will see that only when you fully give your life to God, because remember, there's no such thing as being lukewarm in Christ. You're either hot or you're cold. We know that Jesus said that the road or the gate is narrow. And few choose it. Today, what are you choosing? When you know what God has, you know what you have. What do you have today? Do you have what your situation tells you? Do you have what your bank account tells you? Do you have what the doctor tells you? Do you have what whatever thing you're going through right now? Or do you have what his word tells you? Because when you know his word then you know what you have. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. That word whose mind, think about this. That means what you think on, what you focus on, what you meditate on, what you dream about, what you're constantly creating in your mind. He says, He will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is is stayed on him. What are you thinking about at night? What are you creating within your mind? Because us as Christians and people overall in general, we just, we're really good at creating and speculating things, aren't we? We're very good at it. We can literally create a completely different idea when it comes to the real idea. I said this last week, that when Jesus cast demons out, The Pharisees said that he casts a demon out by being possessed by a demon. But the people rejoiced that he did this. They all saw one thing, but all responded to it differently. Today, how are you responding to the situations in your life? How are you meditating on God's word? Are you meditating on his word? Are you meditating on the word of what's going on within your life? Are you today dreaming and having vision today? Or are you saying, I'm not enough, I'm unqualified, I don't have the money to do it, I'm not good enough? These are lies of the enemy that try to entangle you and keep you in a place where you never grow and mature in God. Can I tell you today that if you will just trust in God, if you will keep your mind on him and stay on him, the Bible says it like this, abide in me and I will abide in me, or draw close to me and I will draw close to you. You got to see that you have to do something. There is not just faith, but it's faith with works. Moving on with the Bible says that faith without works is dead. You have to do something. And as hard as it is, as challenging as it is, it is needed. I want to turn to Mark chapter 4. I got about eight minutes. In Mark chapter 4, and go to verse 35. This is a familiar passage of Scripture. You know, all week I was praying on what to preach. It's like Christmas season. You always want to preach a message, I feel like, when it's to the season. But I just, as I was studying, God just kept on putting peace and saying, preach peace 
to the men and women of the church because I believe that there are things happening right now within your own life that the Spirit of God only knows. And I believe that's why this word is being ministered to you today. So I hope today you can receive from what God has for you. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35, and it says, On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took with them in in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, or the back of the ship, or boat, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing or dying? And he woke, and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace be still. Look at your neighbor and say, Peace be still. This is how we have to come to the storms of our life. Peace be still. It is speaking out against it. And it comes from a place of faith. It comes from a place of knowing his word. Peace is not an absence of the storm, but it is our response to it. You're going to go through things. We know the Bible says that you're going to go through trials and tribulations, but take heart knowing that I have overcome the world. You're going to go through stuff. If you've been serving and if you've been on this world for long enough, you know life is tough. We go through some intense things. Whether they're small or whether they're big, the response that we always continue to have is peace be still. The disciples were terrified. They were fearful. I think about it. If I was there and it was in today's context, how would I react? You see a massive storm. You've seen Jesus. I mean, if you look in before in Matthew chapter 4, he's literally talking about the parable of the sower, the parable of the mustard seed, talking about the kingdom of God. They've seen Jesus before miracles. They know what he's capable of. He's talked to them. I mean, we only get to see a shadow of what Jesus has spoken. I mean, you got to remember, these guys are with him for a long time. They're talking every single day, at night, late in the evening. There's no telling all the things that they heard. And they're in fear. How many times has this happened to us? We know who we are in Christ. We know what his word says. But even when situations come arise, we still act out according to our flesh, according to the situation. And rather speaking faith, rather trusting in God, we begin to do what the Bible says, lean on our own understanding. We try to work it out on our own merit, on our own strength. And if you know like me, it doesn't work too well. (laughs) God is a lot better and smarter than we are. Can I get an amen? So the disciples are probably arguing with one another, saying, look, Jesus can do this. Maybe you should say something. And they're like, no, how about you say something? Because we know they argued. I mean, even when Jesus was about to be sold and put on a cross, they were arguing about who was the greatest of them at the upper room or at the Last Supper, which is funny to think. I mean, this was the conversation at dinner was, who's the greatest of them, Jesus? Which one of us? So we know that they're immature, like us. 
How many of you have ever said the wrong thing or, the dumb, or a dumb thing? Of course you have. And so I can only imagine what these guys are saying on this boat ride. And I like to think of, like, who's ever seen the movie? Is it what, Perfect Storm? Is that, that the movie? It's like this massive wave. Maybe it's not that intense. It could be. But uh, these guys are terrified. And how often do we get terrified in the storms of our own life? We begin to grumble and complain, like, well, I shouldn't be going through this. I'm a Christian, but I'm going through it. Why? You know, I, 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 I know so many people that have gone through things and that have allowed the situations to become the whole influence of how they talk and how they think. And I think to myself, man, don't you know who you are? You got to get back to that place of understanding who you are in Christ. And when they woke up Jesus, what did Jesus do? He said, peace be still. And he looked at them and said, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? (laughs) And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? They didn't know, but they had the same authority that Jesus had. Today, can I tell you that you have the same authority that Jesus has, has done and has showed in the Bible. He even said that greater works will you do. So you think about some of the great things that we know Jesus has done in the Bible. You'll do greater. So why are you allowing a situation or an offense or the culture of today or the things going on within this history of our timeline to affect you? Do you know that as a Christian or a man and woman of God, you should be a point of peace for men and women around you, for your children? for your spouse. That's why we're here. Because when people come to Christians, they know that they're going to get peace. Not the same thing they're getting from the world. Not the same thing they're getting from the media. No, they're going to see that this man and woman has an assurance, has a security in who they are in Christ. That's not saying that you're not going to mess up. That's not saying that you're not going to have mistakes and you're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to get it sometimes it's in a place of fear and you're going to complain. I mean, let's be real. But you get right back into that place. See, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, actually, let me read this. C.S. Lewis says this God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from Himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. Meaning, He is peace. And you won't get peace or happiness from anywhere else but from Him. A bottle won't do it, a pill won't do it. I'll be honest with you, even a relationship won't do it. Only he can do it. When our peace is rooted in him, it causes us to be greater. When our peace is found in him, it causes us to not continue to be lost and confused and in chaos. See, you got to see it like him. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Your peace comes from faith in God. Peace is a product of who you are or where you are in Him. We know that the fruit of the Spirit 
has been given to us through him, and it is produced within our life when we are with him. Today, peace is a product of being with God. You got to remember that he will go before you. The Bible says he will go before you. He'll go behind you. He'll be to your left. He'll be to the right of you. He will be above you, and he will also be upon you. This is what peace can be like in your life, every direction of your life and in you. You know, it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. You serve a God that literally has done everything possible for you to succeed in this life. Today, are you full of peace? Are you full and satisfied? If not, I can tell you right now, it only comes from being with him. Especially in this Christmas season where we're constantly pressured by having to perform for our children, for our spouse, for our jobs, Today, don't allow those things to outweigh the more weightier things, which is serving God. I promise you, your kid doesn't need another toy. No, they need Jesus. They need an encounter with him. They need to know him. And I'm not just talking about, you know, actually family stuff, but if I was to, I would say this. The greatest gift that you can give your children is an example of what it looks like to serve God. That's the greatest gift you can give them. Of them seeing you or catching what you do by prayer, by worship, how you talk, how you communicate, how you love. That's why it's so important for you to pray as a family. That's why it's so important for you in this Christmas season to come together as a family and talk about how good God is. Sometimes only thing you can do is just talk about how good he is, even when everything's wrong. That's the best thing you can do, is just talk about his goodness, his glory. Reminding yourself of this season of what's been given to you. Thank you for listening to today. If you're wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.